that motivation is really what we want to hone in on, which is the good that the pursuer is trying to bring to their relationship, to their partner, to the person they're giving advice to, to the, to the circumstance that they're trying to manage. The energy they're bringing is for the good of it. And everything in them says, if we just do it like this, it is going to go well. I'm Angela. And I'm Chad. And we discuss issues that couples face in everyday life. Then we set you up to have a conversation with your partner that's designed to bring you closer together. This is the Connecting Couples Podcast with the real Emhoffs. Real conversations for a real connection. Excited to get going here in this conversation. We're going to really talk about the good reasons that pursuers have to be pursuers and what are the best traits about pursuers. Some of the things that I think can get overlooked, especially by withdrawers. Uh, Sometimes we don't see all the good that a pursuer does for us and how they really kind of keep our relationship going and fight really hard for this thing. Best of, this is going to feel really good for pursuers because we're going to just take this whole episode to really honor everything your body is trying so hard to do. And for withdrawers, this is hopefully going to give you some insight on some of the reasons your pursuer is fighting so hard and working so hard and maybe has so much energy. And so I'm excited because I'm a pursuer. And so we get to talk about it. <laughs> I'm excited. We get to tell a little bit. Finally. <laughs> finally, I get to validate myself in this episode. Yeah. So let's start off with just a couple of one word descriptions for what pursuers do or what they have. I think pursuers are super hopeful. Yeah. Every single day a pursuer wakes up like this is the day it's going to go great. They keep fighting, man. They, they have to have so much hope that like, this is going to work. 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 Yes. And it's almost like that energy is just something that like you can really see, you can feel it right? It's like, it keeps this thing going. It keeps them fighting. A lot of times it's what the withdrawer was attracted to. Yeah, That pursuer had a lot of energy and it's exciting and it feels like it's going to be a fun adventure. And so it's something that's really good. Keeps the relationship going. I got to tell you the hopefulness that a pursuer has, it probably is their best quality. Superpower. Like like their super, yeah, superpower, best trait. That energy that they have that says, I'm going to find a way no matter what. I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to continually put myself on the line in a way to say, I'm fighting for this. I'm engaged in this. I care about this. This is important. You just named another one. I'm going to find a way. They're super resourceful. They're creative. I can't tell you how many times I think I have to try to describe it a different way. I have to try to share a metaphor that'll help you understand. And if you don't understand, I'm going to try a different way. I'm going to keep trying. It's like there is this continual effort that almost feels like no matter what, this is so important. I need you to understand it. Yeah. And therefore I'm going to try everything possible. Every single thing. (laughs) Here's the thing. Okay. We're going to get in further episodes when we're going to talk about how some of these strategies also hurt the relationship. But for this one, we're just talking about. We're staying on the positive. I'm not. They're hopeful. They're resilient. They're resourceful. They're creative. They have energy to give. They have words to give, right? So a pursuer, not only a lot of times feels like they do, but you'll also in a conversation with a pursuer realize that they do. We have a lot of words. We have a lot of descriptions. A lot of times that comes from a place, a fearful place that I'm not going to be heard if I don't 
um, vocalize this or that I'm going to be missed. And so that is kind of where that energy is coming from. But in just a normal interaction, we have more experience sharing a lot of words. So a lot of times pursuers are more articulate. They feel more comfortable describing things. As a matter of fact, if you, the withdrawer, don't know what to say, I can help you. You come up with the words for me. We're helpful, right? (laughs) You'll oftentimes see a pursuer trying hard to help their withdrawer. Yeah. And one, I was just sitting here thinking like, pursuers do this thing where it's like, they, they are willing to take a risk to put it out there. Like that can't be understated. They're like, I am going to keep on fighting. I am going to keep on showing and displaying. And I want to say too, pursuers have this just innate ability to notice the places that are tricky and say, how are we going to fix this? We're going to, we're going to pay attention to the places that are problems and we're going to fight hard to correct or rectify these issues that show up in our relationship. If there is an issue, they're not going to leave it alone. They're not going to let it become something bigger or worse. They're going to point it out and they're going to say, let's, let's focus on this. We can't continue to live like this and let this, whatever it is, detail this, this, this other thing run our relationship. They pursuers really have a great ability to notice the problems Attention and bring to them detail. forward. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean I I think sometimes that that can get like overstated uh, that only pursuers have attention to detail. I don't think that's true. I think both withdrawers and pursuers do, but pursuers are really willing to talk about the problem and even put out there, this is the problem, or this is what I see as the problem, which withdrawers don't do. I think there's an internal motivation that we talk about some of that energy. For me, that goes, if I don't point out these problems, yeah. then it could go bad. And so I want it to go as well as possible. There's that hope again. Yep. That really, and I, I've talked about this in one of our very first episodes when we talk about pursuers, the the amount of efficiency that we want our lives to be run on. Super efficient. Like when I go to the grocery store, I have the map planned out in my head of, you know, circling back on an aisle because I miss something is is a really bad thing for a pursuer to have happen. Um, But this idea that I want just life to be efficient. So what I'm going to do is my body is going to pay attention to places where there could be a cog in the machine. And I'm just going to be like, hey, we got to we gotta pay attention to that. It could be a little better. And we got to pay attention to that. It could be a little better. And this idea that I'm constantly working hard on trying to help the relationship be better. That's the motivation with sometimes with a lot of this energy that I'm fighting hard so that everything runs efficiently, that we have the best time, that all the details are managed. Yeah. You know, that's a great thing about pursuers is they're saying, hey, I am going to look after the details. I'm going to bring forward the details. I'm going to pay attention to our relationship, the status. How are we doing? How how often do we connect at a deeper level? Yeah. What does it look? Pursuers are managing so much, right? And, and despite most of the time being married to a withdrawal, they're still able, like you said, to hold that hope that this time I'm going to be able to engage. I'm going to be able to say it in a way. I'm going to be able to present it in a way that that's going to work. That's going to elicit or solicit some sort of change. I just had this warmth in my body for you because you're saying pursuers manage so much. And I'm like, yes, we do. We really, really do. (laughs) I'm going to try this again, (laughs) but it's true. And I'm I'm not, you know, I, I do this for a living in some ways, but I'm like, this is the way that they have found that they can get 
attention, that they can be seen, that they can be loved. It's it's really the so I, best thing they have. Well, I want to word it like this. Like oftentimes we might not be able to articulate it in a way that says, I have a need and this is how I'm going to get my need met. Yeah. But even you saying to get that attention, what we're asking for there is connection. Yeah. And so that's a great thing about pursuers is that they are constantly driving for connection. One of the biggest fears a pursuer has is abandonment of being left alone with it. And so everything in our body is saying, stay close, stay near, be with me, help me work, work with my, you know, strategy. Um, And that is a, an effort to be made for the relationship to stay connected, which brings me to another qualifier is that pursuers, I think are really discerning in and withdrawers are too, but I just we're we're really shouting out for pursuers in this whole episode. Yeah. That pursuers are discerning when something is going wrong, when there is a disconnection, when there is a possible threat. The challenge sometimes can be how we then verbalize what we feel yeah. instead of sometimes me saying, I feel like we're being disconnected, it will come out like, What's wrong with you? <laughs> but <laughs> That my body can stay positive here. That We're on the my good side. body, <laughs> it's true though. That my body can feel that there is distress or a disconnection is really. an important thing that pursuers have. And we're going to highlight some of the strengths of that in a a later episode with like what to do when you start to feel these feelings, but that they have it there is really, is really a value to the relationship. Yeah. And I think I kind of want to just sit on that for a second. It's this idea that like they are in tune and, and able to send a message. Like I know that I, heck I'm a withdrawer. So here I am, but I'm like, uh, I know that that's, that's not an easy step, especially for a withdrawer to do. So I want to say that it's a good quality for a pursuer. It's that they can not only notice that something's off, but they really have this bravery, this strength, this um, power that they say, hey, and I'm going to bring it forward. And I'm going to, in spite of the risk to the relationship on some level, I think the risk of not bringing it forward is greater. So I'm going to not only discern it, understand it, but I'm going to bring it to the relationship. I'm going to bring it to my partner who I know has most of the time left. And I'm still going to risk it because I think the relationship, I think connection is worth it. This is one of those things. And we talked about it in the last episode, that something that feels natural for a pursuer. It's not even that I think I see this distress and I'm going to bring it forward. It's that my body won't let me not bring it forward. Like everything in me says, I have to address this because if I don't address this, that's the challenge is when we start talking about, if I don't have my energy, will the relationship die? If I don't, you know, try to bring hope, will there be any hope? If I don't, and so these strategies are great strategies that my body is using to keep our relationship connected. Another one that I was thinking about, which is how much we are cheerleaders for our families, for our spouses, for, you know, we're the ones that are going to try every imaginable way to motivate you. Yeah. And sometimes we use shame and criticism and we don't mean to, but we're really even that trying to motivate other people to get involved, to connect, to do things. We're the ones that are kind of constantly driving that. Well, and as the cheerleaders, I think this doesn't get enough airtime, but like a pursuer, a lot of times does recognize the good in their withdrawal. Like they see it and they're like, yeah, just, just 
whatever the thing is, come yeah. forward, say it. You know, just <laughs> if you would only, right? Because because you see so much of the good, and you say, hey, if if we could just tweak this, adjust that, right? And again, not 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 to think of it as criticism, but it's like really kind of a hopeful, good thing inside you that says. I see it. I see what we could have. I see what you could be. I see how this could be, right? Those messages that a pursuer has, it's really an insight, right? Into how the other humans in this relationship, whether it's kids or spouse or whoever, like they really do fight hard for the best for everyone. They really do want to push for the best um, at all levels. I mean, there are a ton of things, and I hope that you are just even starting to, as we talk through this, rally a little bit for the pursuer. Yeah. Rally for just how much they are fighting for the relationship, fighting for themselves, fighting to point out the things that they think are going to be beneficial for the relationship, beneficial for their families, beneficial even for the withdrawer. I mean, I think that a lot of times, even in friendship relationships or in family relationships, a pursuer can be the one that wants to give the advice. Yeah. Because I'm paying attention to all the things. I have some insight on how all the things should go. And I think that, you know, I mean, talking about how sometimes these go wrong, that's something that we're going to learn in another episode is kind of how to manage when and when not to use that, how to apply that energy in the best way. But that motivation is really what we want to hone in on, which is the good that the pursuer is trying to bring to their relationship, to their partner, to the person they're giving advice to, to the to the circumstance that they're trying to manage, the energy they're bringing is for the good of it. And everything in them says, if we just do it like this, it is going to go well. Sometimes we miss or have a blind spot. That's where our withdrawer can really help us. Chad has been instrumental in stepping into some of my energy and going, hey, let's assess this. Let's clarify what you're really trying to say. And that is even a benefit that that a pursuer can go, okay, if there's a a lack of understanding here, I'm going to try to bring clarity. They want clarity. They're going to ask questions. They're going to be curious. They're going to want to know what's happening. They're interested in you. But in a healthy place, a pursuer can. They're like, no, I really do want the feedback. It really is something I want, which is is counterintuitive to a withdrawer, but I'm like for a pursuer to be able to say, Hey, I need the feedback. I need the feedback. They get the feedback and they go, okay, I'll take the feedback and I'll work on the thing. Yeah. Pursuers really do want to have that input, want to have that, that feedback, if you will, from their withdrawer or yeah. really from the world. They're like, Hey, yeah, give me the feedback so I can adjust. Give me the feedback so I can adjust. And I'm going to give you feedback so you can adjust. That's where sometimes it gets a little tricky, but I'm like, that's an important piece. <laughs> well, so I, I wanna, think wording that really quickly is their willingness to change. Yeah. A pursuer will read a book, try to adapt the book to Take their new tactics. Yeah. They'll go to a workshop, learn something, try to apply it. Yep. They'll get on a food plan and have a meal plan for their whole family. They, they really do want to change themselves and change the things around them for the better. There's a constant effort there. Yep. So we have, we've listed a whole bunch, but we've got to kind of, kind of bring this in to our connect point. The connect point is designed to help you have a different conversation about how you experience your relationship. Small adjustments lead to big change over time. Take some time to practice with us now. 
So in this connect point, we're going to have both partners honor one good thing about pursuers. You could do one thing, you could do 10 things. It's fine, but I'm like, we at least want one from both sides. And so for me, if I'm going to think about what it is that pursuers do so well or how they uh, kind of show up, I would say this to my partner, Angela, I would say, man, I see how much you do. I see the energy you bring to our relationship. I see how much you're just managing in life. Heck, it's great to see you. And I'm, I'm going to say more than one. <laughs> but but, but it, I do really understand that you're fighting hard for this, that you're just trying to put the pieces together, that that, that is your hope, that, that you fight to bring hope to our relationship, not only uh, for you, but, but for me too. And you see the best and you discern the best. It and feels so. so good. I do. Yes, thank you. <laughs> pursuers, you're going to love how this feels. Uh, and then pursuers, if you're that role, then really just as Chad and I have unpacked this, what has landed the best for you? When Chad or I have described one of these characteristics, was it that we acknowledge that you do have hope or that you're resilient or that you're trying so hard or your willingness to change or that you're, you know, which one really for you, like I mentioned earlier, kind of warms you like, yes, I feel understood. I feel seen. seen. That is my motivation. Because a lot of times we pursuers, we can hate ourselves when we feel like we're too much. When any of these great things that we've described can get a little out of hand or can be running wide open, it can immediately trigger that shame in us. And we start to kind of loathe the very thing that we bring to this relationship that's so beneficial. The best parts. So that's what we want you to do, a self-reflection of which qualities resonated with you the most to go, oh, this is what felt the best. And be able to share with your partner, like, hey, I want you to know that I am really fighting hard for this relationship. I am our biggest cheerleader. I'm your biggest cheerleader. I really want us to just operate out of our best place. And that's, that's why I fight for us to do that so often so that you can start to understand that pursuer and just how beneficial their pursuit is maintaining connection in your relationship. And now it's time for you to go connect with your partner. Thanks so much for listening to us. If you've enjoyed this podcast, one of the best things you can do for us is to share it with another couple that you think could benefit from it. You can rate us and give us a review on your listening platform, and you can follow us on our Facebook page, The Real Emhoffs. If you want to support our nonprofit that makes resources available for couples, you can check out the Ways to Give tab on our website, therealemhoffs.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so feel free to message or email us with ideas you might like us to talk about or the ways that our ConnectPoint conversations are impacting your relationship. Thanks Thanks again. again.